Hey guys, with everyone's busy schedule, time is of the essence, which is why we created this weekly podcast to give you quick insights on politics, business, and even technology. So whether you're working from home or whether you're on the road, join us as we talk about different events that occurred during the week. My name is Jasegan, and with me I have Aaron and Arius, and we're disseminating. So let's jump right in. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is uh, Aaron Marshall. I'm coming to you live from Toronto, Canada. Tonight will be joining me is Arius and Jasegan. Jasegan, how are you doing tonight, brother? I'm I'm well. It's uh it's about ten oh eight p.m. It's a bit a little too late. Mans are getting tired, but uh, Arius, how are you? I'm good, guys. I uh, you know what song I got stuck in my head right now? Saturday Night by Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have never heard of it. You should go check it out. It's like some old '90s song. I thought it's pretty appropriate since it's Saturday night. All right, sounds good. Sounds good, brother. Um, I, have I think, you? You know, sorry, Aaron, to cut you off. I think we should give the the audience a little bit of a background story. We were talking and listening to Aaron sing country music, so it's still in our heads. Um, Aaron, if you want to give them a show, you're free to do that. <laughs> Country roads take me home <laughs> to a place where I belong. West Virginia, Mount oh, Mama. <laughs> Stay take tuned for Aaron's hit single next month. Take oh. me home. You're lucky he didn't start Sweet Home Alabama yet. So. Oh, yeah. I love country music, man. <laughs> but uh, what, what do we got today, boys? We got, we got some pretty interesting, crazy, pivotal news this week. Oh, yeah. With, uh, there's a lot that's been going on. Um, as you know, there was, a, you know, I guess you would say a right on the Capitol building in the Washington DC, which probably is the 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 I guess you would say the most popular news around the world. And um, you know, WhatsApp, you know, telling people that they have to accept new terms and agreements, which our information will, you know, go to Facebook and a lot of people are switching over to different platforms, which I guess we can talk later and areas. I don't know if you have any other um heard any other things throughout the week um no let's just dig right in excellent excellent so as everybody knows um unfortunately there was a riot on the uh capitol building in the u.s and you know this was after a trump rally where thousands of people marched on the Capitol, but um, I don't, I never expected it to get out of hand the way it did. Um, But seeing a lot of the things that happened, I was just like, are we having a coup or what? Like, it just seems like it it just seems so organized and, you know, from doing a lot of research and seeing a lot of the videos and stuff like that, I was just like, I was honestly taken back, but I would love to hear, um, just seeking, like, what did you think about what happened? You know, it was, it, it's weird because I, I don't know if you guys are a fan of uh, The Simpsons. The Simpsons is known for predicting a lot of things happening. And one of the recent episodes talked about how this election would cause a civil war. I'm, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> I don't know. Arius, what do you, what do you think about that? 
Um, about the Civil War or about the... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean uh, it kind of looks like it. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, when I was watching the video footage of the Capitol Hill riot, I, I just wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't blown away like everybody else was. I was just kind of like, oh boy, like this is just, I honestly, at first I thought it was just like 25 people just like storming in. I didn't actually realize until later when I looked at the news that there's like a lot, a lot more people involved. Um, but it, it just seems silly. I mean, did you guys see the pictures? Like some of these guys look like cosplay players. Like they're dressed <laughs> like they're just yeah. dressed in like silly costumes, and it looks so ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think we'll be pretty sad in the next couple of weeks when Biden becomes president because politics and it's just not going to be as entertaining anymore. I think it's just going to be like really dry. <laughs> we're going to be so bored. We're, we're not going to know what to talk about anymore. Oh my God. I mean, it's crazy. You're right. Like all the news is popping up now, like Twitter, Facebook, they're suspending Trump's Twitter accounts. And like, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this social network called parlor. Uh, maybe I'm pronouncing it incorrectly, but basically it's a network that lets you express yourself freely and this platform has been delisted off the App Store and uh, the Google Play Store because it's been kind of promoting these riots. And uh, they're like promoters of Trump supporting these riots and stuff like that. So they're taking this app down as well. It's crazy. There's a lot of news on this right now. Yeah, it's well, from what it seems like a lot of people that are like a right wing or, you know, that support. They say that support, like, um, I guess you say neo-Nazis and stuff like that, use that. So I guess what they're trying to do is to prevent further attacks because we can dive in further whether or not we believe Trump incited the riot. But we, we'll, we'll go further into that later on. Yeah. Um, however, we also in a different we're also in a different era because this is all a form of censorship. And this is a whole nother issue now, too, where, you know, you're censoring people. But at the same time, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to prevent further things because even Twitter um, said that they found a lot of groups talking about doing another attack on the mm -hmm. Capitol building on 17th and 20th, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. But again, we'll dive in further um, into the podcast. You know, I think it's uh, something I find interesting in all of this is that um, – like you could tell the social media companies were just like at the edge of their seats, like ready to press the button to ban Trump. Um, because like, it was like, like the day, like the, the day that, that all this happens, it's like, okay, you're done. Like the moment he's like, he's at office, boom, you're banned. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so crazy. I, I'm really like, again, I'm really surprised that, the capital they get stormed and you know as i'm watching the footage though i'm thinking to myself like where is the security like how the heck did all these people break into the capitol Hill building and like like I, I don't know if you guys have been to dc before um but when i went uh i actually i 
I can't recall if I went by the Capitol Hill building, but I did, go, I did go by the White House. And, like, the White House, you can't even get, like, 100 feet, into, like, up to the wall of the White House. It's totally, um, totally guarded. I guess that's understandable because that's where the president, quote-unquote, lives. Right. Uh, but, like, Parliament Hill, I mean, you'd think that would be just as, like, just as uh, defense heavy, especially at a time like this. So I really don't understand, like, where were the the guards, the National Guards or the police or whoever, where were security? It's weird because you see these images of people climbing the wall, going into the building and creating a ruckus, essentially. But I'm just like, where is security? Are they just kind of missing in action? Like, are they just taking a day off? They're... I know it's like it's not and some of the fitted footage like there's guys like scaling up the wall like yeah. they they pull the ladder up to the wall and they're scaling it they're, they're and, uh, it's, it's crazy they're getting their gym workouts for the day <laughs> <laughs> I mean the photos are pretty odd like they're pretty awesome like just these like random redneck looking guys <laughs> who like look dirty and grubby and they're just sitting in like the nicest chairs and then the nicest scenery like on these like polished offices and they just got their foot up on the desk just like whatever like this is my did you see the lady that fell trying to scale the wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah she fell like probably two meters like do we give her like a nice clap like you tried a plus for effort or something like Oh my god! And then, but, sorry, go. I'm I'm just cutting you off because this is crazy. Because we had riots here downtown Toronto as well, which is and, yeah, and in BC that's, as well, all across the country actually. But that's a joke, man. Like that's why do, I don't know why people here are even bothering to waste their time. So I don't know like, if you guys. Uh, sorry, I'm doing I, it. I I don't know if you guys saw the poster, but it's like Canadians for President Trump. Stop the steal. It's time for Canadians to speak up on the U.S. election fraud. (laughs) Canadians can and should fight for our shared future. We, too, have a stake in the integrity of the U.S. election. We urge all Canadians to voice their local politicians and U.S. government to ask ask that democracy be fully respected before the inauguration of the next U.S. president. Like, is this a joke? (laughs) There's, There's Facebook groups. There's Telegram groups. Um, there's a rally, there's a car parade, it's going all downtown. On top of that, the cases are rising. We're like in the thousands just in Toronto. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, if, if you're not American, I don't know why you're even wasting your time. (laughs) People are bored, you know, like COVID and everything. You're stuck. They must be like, they must have like nothing to do. Honestly. (laughs) Like, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's messed up. I mean, has there? Do you know if there's been any like uh, deaths um, during the riots? Because I know, I know there was a lot of people that were gathering up at the the capital. Uh, yeah, I saw only only uh, five people. I think got killed. You say you say like it's nothing. Only five. <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect. I don't know how many people are riding. Do you guys know? Ooh, that's a good question. Aaron? I, I, yeah, I, 
I don't know. It, it looked, I mean, from the video footage, it looked like probably a few hundred. Couple a few hundred. hundred. There was thousands of people there, man. <laughs> Did you, you see the picture Storm, looking the storm, out? Storming the, the building, though? Yeah, dude. There, you know how big the Capitol building is. There was thousands of people, man. There was a few hundred officers, but there was thousands of people. I wouldn't say All there right. was even twenty-five inside. There was like a lot of them inside. But what I wanted to do is jump into some of the the theories going. I've been seeing on the internet. Um, yeah. I've. Uh, do you mind if I jump into that, Jisigan, by any chance? So one theory, actually, my uh, fiance's uncle brought up was that um, there could have been state actors involved in this riot. And what he means with that, they could have used the opportunity of the riots to enter the Capitol building and steal uh, U.S. assets. Because if you look at it, a lot of laptops and a lot of different, um, as uh, I guess you say, resources were stolen from the building. Like people were in Nancy Pelosi's office. I can't remember the specific um, the advisor or sorry, the uh, helpers of the uh, senators. But a lot of their laptops were gone. Phones were stolen and stuff like that. And if you think about it. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, Russia just entered the Capitol building and used it as opportunity, but I wouldn't put it by them either. It's like, and it would be a smart move on Russia to do something like that because, again, there's so much chaos and they would slip in and out and nobody would know, you know? Um, that is one theory I, I heard. Another theory is there's one of the Democratic um, senators, he's a black senator, I can't remember his name. But I saw her, I was watching CNN um, the other night. I was just like, let me just like, let me turn on CNN and see what's going on. And he said, this is what he said. Don't quote me. But he said that they he has he works out of two offices. There's a one office with his name on the door and another office which he works out of, which is private. Nobody it doesn't have his name on the door. Nobody really knows where he works other than, I guess, security. He said the rioters um, walked past his office with his name on the door and went directly to the place he usually works with the name that's not on the door. So that, t that tells me that there were insiders involved, whether it be security or there be Capitol police. And I saw some videos where I saw Capitol police and security either taking pictures and opening gates for rioters. This is what um, kind of shocked me uh, when I, uh, was watching and paying attention to the riots. So this is going to be a lot of interesting things that we're going to find out in the next week to come. Yeah, well, I think the first conspiracy kind of makes sense. Uh, state actors, a lot of guys dressed up as cosplay players. Um, the costumes, I'd say they're acting big time. <laughs> next week it's just going to be boring and it's all going to be over and i don't know you know you bring up some interesting conspiracy conspiracy points but the, the sad the sad part is that well are we ever going to even know if that's true or not because now now we have a democratic in the office the, the media is so democratic heavy like no one's going to to represent the conservative side or i guess the conspiratorial side um so will we ever know more about this information? Um, you know what, though, Aries, I, I, I'm going to disagree. And I think things are going to get more interesting in the weeks to come. Having all Democratic um, controlling both the House, 
the Senate and the presidency. Because I think with all three, there's going to be one of two things. There's going to be overprinting of money where there's stimulus. And I think the U.S. dollar is going to be strained and possibly there could be a, you know, a, a, a crash in the dollar. There could be a crash either in the markets from many different bubbles that could happen. Um, and again, having all Democrats across the board, I believe this is just a prediction I'm making. I'm not saying that this is going to happen. I think that passing certain laws and certain things is going to really set the markets off. That's one prediction I'm having. The second prediction, I think it's going to be so unstable in the United States because the country's so divided. So I think Biden, even at his inauguration, has to be so careful because a lot of Trump's, um, I guess you would say, advisors are residing, and especially people in high places, such as in security and intelligence and stuff. And that makes me kind of wonder, like, for example, Biden, like, he shouldn't even take the chance to have inauguration the way how it's normally ran, because I believe there's certain people in security from, again, doing the research that have resigned from Trump's, um, I guess you would say, cabinet. And that could cause a problem if someone doesn't fill, you know, the, the, the void or fills the position to make sure that, you know, intelligence is done, especially when Twitter and so many other uh, people are reporting that there's supposed to be other attacks in the coming weeks. So I think Biden is going to uh, has to be very careful going forward in his presidency. Do you think he can be attacked, though? Like people might just come up and attack him? Oh, well, I'm not saying people are going to come up and attack, but like people like again, he could be again, I'm not trying to give nobody ideas. This is just yep, a disclaimer, yep, yep. but he can be he can be snipered. There could be again, bombs can go off if you listen to the news. Right. There was 11 Molotov cocktails, three pipe yep. bombs, how many ammunition that was found in one guy's car. And these guys were organized. Right. You can tell these guys are militia. Imagine, imagine if one of those things went off. And I saw pictures with militia inside the Capitol building with um, pistols. Right. And I can imagine the other weapons these guys had, which is why it's also good in a sense that the police didn't really started shooting these rioters, with the exception of the one writer that lost her life that was shot you know we, uh, we pray for the family and you know we we wish them the best yeah. but if things could have got a lot worse i don't think people realize imagine if the cops started shooting and these guys had guns it would have been a terrible situation you know what i mean in my opinion call a spade what it is these are rioters these are not protesters and this is like worse than benghazi like five people killed i think benghazi less people were killed so, and it was a coup attempt in my opinion, but um, yeah, I think many things could have happened on this, like, again, discussing with areas, state actors like Russia, if Russia was intelligent or even China or many other countries, like if they could have just had people just join the riots, just slip in and out, get what they need and go. Like, you know what I mean? Like this would have been a great opportunity for these things to happen. And even the FBI, like they need to be on high alert knowing that a lot of this stuff you know, happened, things were stolen and, you know, who, who really entered the Capitol building? How can they tell all the people that entered? You don't know who's from where, you know what I mean? Other, if, especially people are camouflaged and stuff. They're, they're, the way that they're identifying people is they're asking people if they know, obviously the main people who dress up in horns and, and, you know, other things and paint their body and stuff like that. But all those other guys that wearing balaclavas, you don't know who those, those people are. You know, you're right, because I, I never thought of it like this, but 
a lot of intel could have been taken. I have a hard time believing though that, that Russia would be involved in any way. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't put it by them. And again, like I'm not, I'm not saying this is something I would want to happen, but it would have been a smart move on their part to do something like that if you think about it, because again, they know this. Is, and here's another thing: two areas you brought up. How is it that they only had the the uh, so uh, a few? police guarding the capitol building they knew from a month before even trump himself said it there's going to be a march on the capitol building and there was even posts on reddit i saw it posts on social media people inciting violence people are like yo let's let's get um let's kill police let's tie up senators like if you look at certain pictures with like for example there's a guy jumping over um i think he was either in the house or the senate i can't remember which one it was but he had tie wraps did you see that picture did you see it uh no actually i didn't well it's all over the news he had tie wraps i don't think he brought the tie wraps with him but they there was tie wraps in the building they took them they looked like they were looking for um senators to take they looked like they were looking to take hostages and my opinion i think they were looking for mike pence because if you listen to donald trump's speech right before the riot he went at mike pence and he's like mike pence can stop this and the truth is mike pence couldn't stop this under the constitution if even if he wanted to because according to the constitution mike pence cannot overrule electoral vote like this is what people don't understand trump in 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 my humble opinion um knows that he lost but he's trying to change the election because again he's taking a sad loss right like he doesn't want he's not he's not a guy that likes to lose However, he's smart in the sense he's using it. He's using his base to fight against the system. And this is something very dangerous because all the things that he's saying about dead voters and, you know, um, people throwing out ballots like this happens every single election. And it's only a few a few thousand which cannot sway the election. So if he had more proof, then I'd be like, okay, Trump, what you're saying makes sense. But. All, almost all his cases, with the exception of the one in Texas, were thrown out of court. So that tells me that what Trump is saying is not valid. So going, anyways, fast forward, going back to Mike Pence. So, wait, so, sorry, so, Aaron, you're, so you you don't think that there was any voter fraud? Is that what you're saying? No, there was voter fraud, but there wasn't in the like the way he made it seem as if oh the there was the whole yeah. system was against him no there, it yeah. happens every election it's proven whether and it happens yeah. on both sides whether it's democrat or republican and i can prove that to you <laughs> like that i can show you that there is dead voters right and there are sometimes ballots that are thrown out by error but it's not in the the millions the way he made it seem it's a few thousand which won't sway the vote it's a in terms of percentage it's like point of a percent not even point of a percent this is what i'm trying to get across and this is why i think people are not educated people are misguided right they're just listening to what trump or what certain um people are saying however going back to mike pence now he's saying that mike pence can overturn the electoral votes that's not true under the constitution Actually, Mike Pence will be going against the Constitution, which is very important that people know this, right? So that's why Mike Pence said he cannot, you know, he he, he he doesn't agree with the election if you actually looked at his letter. However, he said that under the Constitution, he cannot overturn the electoral votes. So fast forward to Trump's speech. Trump was telling all his voters that, okay, you know, um, 
Mike Pence could overturn the electoral votes, which again is a lie. Fact check is a lie. And they march up to the Senate looking for Mike Pence because, and then at the same time, the member the Senate is going on. So Mike Pence says that he cannot do this, and these guys are marching to the Capitol building, real time. So they end up rioting, and they say, I don't know if you saw a video, Eric, but they they're like f, they're like f, um, um, I don't like to, I'm not a, a person that likes to swear, so I'm just using short form, f Mike Pence, f or hang Mike Pence, sorry about that, hang Mike Pence, and that to me is crazy that that you know what Trump said. And what transpired in a matter of like a few minutes to a few hours, it's actually astonishing. Like, I think this is going to go down in history as um, something that's going to be studied for many generations to come. Like Trump, Trump's speech, like I was again talking about it with my fiance's um, uh, uncle and my uncle as well about it. Trump's speech was so crafty. If you actually listen to what he said. Um, because he, he, he basically incited violence, but he's saying it's almost as if he's not saying it like directly, you know what I mean? Like he's saying he doesn't agree with what's happening, but you know, um, it's like, oh, don't cause violence. But at the same time, he's telling them to cause violence. So he's like egging them on. Like it's, it's absolutely insane. You, you go through the speech and read it. Like it's Trump. I don't care what nobody says. I may not like Trump. I don't like the guy in terms of I don't agree with all his policies. I, I do understand certain things that he says, and I do agree with certain things that he says. Right? I don't hate him, and I and I don't agree with the left either because I'm a guy. I don't I don't really like right or left. I like I I just do what's right. You know what I mean? Right. But he's probably one of the most opportunistic guys I've ever seen on the face of the planet, and you cannot say the guy's not a genius in that regards. Like he has a certain talent about him when it comes to seizing the the opportunity um but yeah when i saw them saying hang mike pence and remember again this at the senate was going on real time as these guys were marching to the capitol building actually matter of fact when they got to the capitol building they were already rioting while the senate was going on it wasn't until um they started pushing through that i think the secret service had to evacuate mike pence and other security had to evacuate the senators so like everything that transpired was just like it was absolutely astonishing. I was watching this thing real time. I'm like, this is not happening in America, you know. Can we can we take a quick moment to to just think about this? Isn't Trump and Mike Pence like homies? Weren't they friends at one point? Oh, so here's the other thing too, which is so dangerous. I don't know if you know this, Arius and Jasegan. Mike Pence's family supposedly, I believe, was in the Capitol building when this was going on. Oh, no, so no. think about this. Trump is inciting violence in his speech. Mike Pence is in the Capitol building with his family. You don't think to invoke the 25th Amendment, right? And I believe Mike Pence doesn't want to do it because, again, his for two reasons. His legacy, one, him and Trump's legacy. And two, um, I think he was to, if he was to do that, he'll never be able to look over his shoulders in the United States. Like, yes, he'll have security for the rest of his life as a vice president, but he'll never be able to live a certain lifestyle because of Trump supporters. That's scary. That's just like... Everybody's quiet, man. No, I'm just like... Yeah, it's scary. That's all I can say. It's like... Yo, you guys are taking this in way too much, man. It's like, no, but think about it. It's so... so, Go on, go on. No, it's just like you're living with the target on your head. Okay, guy, look at what happened to Lindsey Graham at the airport. Like... 
I watched the video. Lindsey Graham was sitting down and Trump supporters, like they identify themselves. They're QAnon people. They're Trump supporters. I don't want to hear anything about Antifa. These are not Antifa people. These are Trump supporters. I'm tired of this. It's a spade is a spade. These are Trump supporters. And when I say these guys organize so well, I've never seen groups organize this well. Like Black Lives Matter are organized, but I don't think I've ever seen a group mobilized to the point where they were able to break through a U.S. institution the way these Trump supporters did. But going back to um, Lindsey Graham, he was, I was watching the video, Lindsey Graham was on his phone and he probably had probably about a few security guards around him, maybe three guys. There was a crowd around him. It started with a few people yelling at him, so on and so forth. They're like, they're like, you know, they stole the election, Lindsey Graham. They, you know, all these things, right? It's funny, the police, so he, as more, some police came and they're like, okay, this is getting out of hand. We need to move him. The crowd, when I say the crowd grew in the video, I was shocked. And what people were telling him, they're like, you're going to never be able to walk down the street for the rest of your life. You're going to always have to look over your shoulder. And I said to myself, this is crazy. The fact that people will, it's almost as, as if people are worshiping Trump. And to me, that's very dangerous because when you, when you look at, you know, especially people, especially when a lot of people, you know, um, are Christians, you know, and in, in a Christian religion, right, you're not supposed to worship idols. Um, and I'm sorry to kind of pivot with religion and politics, but they, these are kind of overlapping right now. It's kind of scary to see what they're doing with Trump because the same thing happened to the Roman Empire. If you look at what happened with Caesar, the minute they started to... Um, worship caesar you start to see the fall of the roman empire and i see a lot of similarities with the american empire and it makes you kind of wonder are we starting to see the fall of the american empire because now you now again you go back you fast forward biden's going to be in office the senate is democratic the house is democratic so yes there's it's good in the sense where they can pass their bills but it's bad in the sense where unfortunately they're going to print a lot of money and yes they need to do it to help families especially disenfranchised families but the, there's a flip side to that when you print so much money you devalue the dollar yeah. and then you yeah. have many different bubbles areas correct me if i'm wrong that are currently going on in the stock market which are waiting to pop so you know you have so many different scenarios going on which again you could have a, a tremendous market crash how how it, how bad of a market crash it could be i don't know but areas what is your opinion all what i said and the Roman Empire, the American Empire, you know, the U.S. dollar, um, the Democrats controlling the different branches of government. Jeez, you're putting a lot on areas. <laughs> no, I really want to. Book? No, no, but I really want to know because, like, people don't understand. Like, we're if you're a political science major, like, this is some great times to be living in. Like, as much as there's a lot of fear mongering going on and a lot of things going on. Like we're going to see these things that we're going to study them for for ages, for I would say years to come. Like Trump, like I said, it's Trump's speech. The fact that I, I just feel having all Democrats controlling the different branches of government, something big is going to happen, in my opinion. And I'm not so predicting anything. Go ahead. So on the topic of empires, do you think um, uh, Trump is going to have a Napoleon style comeback? So this is a great question. I, I depend. Okay, so first of all, this question depends on whether or not they actually impeach Trump. Because if they impeach him and it's successful, I 
don't believe I have. I need to read through um, certain legislation for the U.S. But if they impeach him, they're successful. I don't think he'll be able to run again as a uh, um, as a president that would be impeached um, if it's issued by the Twenty Fifth Amendment and it passes in the Senate. So that means that he'll never be able to run again. I, I don't want to lie. I don't. I, again, I'm not too sure. However, if he's not impeached, right? I think Trump is going to be a powerhouse for years to come. And I think that in the 2024 election, um, he's going to come back even more determined, even stronger. Because I even see, and and I don't like to talk about Hitler, but I even see certain parallels to Hitler and his rise in the 20s, even going into the 30s in Germany. And there's a lot of parallels to Trump. This is what people understand. History always repeats itself. And I'm not saying that Trump is Hitler, but there's certain qualities and certain characteristics and certain languaging that I'm seeing. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like history really seems like it's repeating itself. And I I, I think he's going to be even stronger if he's not impeached. If they impeach him, I think somebody else, he, he might, you know, groom somebody else. Maybe it might be one of his sons. I don't know. Or someone that he's really fond of that will have an authoritarian style, which will be the next leader of the Trump party. But I do believe the Republican party going forward is going to be a split party. I think America is going to go to a multiple party system very soon. And this, again, this was the fall of the Roman empire. There's certain similarities. If you look at the, uh, sorry, yeah, the Roman, if you look at certain things that happened in the Roman empire, they're happening to America today. So this is what I'm saying. Like people really need to pay attention. I may have gotten certain things wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you do your research, you'll see a lot of similarities. Uh, they definitely more, need more options than just two choices. I mean, I know there's more choices, but like nobody ever votes for them. Um, but I think you're, you're, you're probably right on that, that he won't be able to run again if he is impeached. Although I don't know if that's going to stop him. I mean, like take for, for example, Napoleon, he, he was exiled to some random island off the coast of France. Um, I think it was maybe in his hometown, but I could be wrong. Uh, and then he came back, you know, he still kept some of his connections, landed on the shores of France, marched right into the parliament building, took over, turned the whole military force over to like under his control. And, uh, and there you have like the, the first emperor of France. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know if Trump would do that, but I think it's definitely a possibility. He's pretty, he's pretty old now though. Like we're talking, you know, in four years, he's going to be, he's going to be like old. So, but you bring up a good point that maybe his son could, could do something like that. I think that's very plausible. I get reluctant though. And like, I mean, like you mentioned, this reminds you of, like Hitler now, he rose to power. I, I don't know. I, I, I have to disagree with that. I feel like the situation, the environment is very different um, in the U.S. than it was in in Germany post World War, or I guess post World War One, but pre World War Two. In that things were just like the the economy was just very depressed in Germany, which gave the opportunity for Hitler to to make a move. Whereas in, in the U S the economy is rough for sure, but not at like depression levels. 
Although we, we are pretty close, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I really, I, 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 I tend to take it with a grain of salt when I hear CNN talking about how like Trump is going to be like the next Hitler or something. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Well, hold on. I never said he's going to be the next Hitler. All I'm saying is that I see similarities to Hitler, even in his languaging. And, um, I'm not saying that he's like Hitler and he's going to, you know, uh, target a certain group, which he kind of has in some senses, but, I believe yeah, that I, I believe that the season or the environment is ripe for a scenario to be very similar because like you said, the economy, not the stock market, but the economy, as we again, we always say, we always talk about it. Stock market and economy are two different things. Your real economy, the economy in terms of numbers are almost as bad as a Great Depression. And if you look at what's happening, again, the environment is right again you have democrats controlling three branches of government so if these guys mess things up and a bubble pops right i do believe especially if trump is not um impeached i do believe that uh trump is going to come back even stronger in four years or maybe his um protege or whoever he's that 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 he's going to you know develop or you know, I do believe that he's going to groom somebody or something along the lines of that. I do believe that the Republican Party going forward is going to be the party of Trump. And there's going to be a split from conservatives, real conservatives to Trumpers. And Trumpers are, I wouldn't even say they're conservative, but they are people who, again, like a authoritarian style. Now, I'm not saying that all these people are racist, but they do like a certain style. Um, which is very different from your conservatives and your Democrats. Uh, that, that's yeah, my yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, again, I really think the U.S. needs more political parties because it's just like Republicans and Democrats are just not enough. I know there's a lot of like movement towards the independent, but they just need more options. Like this is, this is crazy, AKA. especially for like, I mean, like, you, like the way Trump has exited has just been like a, like a big, I don't know, like a, a big mess? screw up. Like it's just a total mess. I mean, like there's like in there's infighting within the Republicans, and and it, it looks like Trump is just like turning his back on everybody and like fighting, you know, backstabbing Mike Pence and all this stuff. Um, so like it's just the Republican Party is just like a total mess now. Yeah. And so like I feel like this is a good opportunity to just have a new political party and, and start something fresh because if you're not left wing, then, or I mean, if you're not, not even left wing, if you're not democratic, then, then you're, you're seen as like a right wing, you know, whatever fascist type or, right. or whatever the, whatever social media slaps a label on you with. Um, and that's not fair because like, there's a lot of conservatives who wouldn't, um, subscribe to uh, right-wing theology or ideology, I should say. Um, so, and then there's Democrats too. Like there's a lot of Democrats who are not uh, agreeing to the way the left is going or the way the political parties are going. 
and you know they're disenfranchised as well. Maybe, and so, maybe, sorry, maybe maybe this might open up new parties. Just whole fiasco. This I hope I, I hope I hope it does. Like <laughs> I really <laughs> I really hope it does. I think it'd just be so it would just be so refreshing to just have something new and. But the thing is, I like they're so stuck in their ways with their traditions, and like you know, my father's father was a Republican, and my granddaddy is a Republican, and my dad's really, you know, it's just like it's just like so stuck in their ways, and then and then I mean, you have like the 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 horrible stereotype that like most of blacks are Democrats, so like mm-hmm. if you're you know if you're black, you're probably going to be voting Democrat. Um, so like we need to like they need to break away from these traditions and these stereotypes and, and then the political culture and just be their own you know stand on their own two feet you make a really good point because moving forward if you think about it it's going to be our generation it's going to be younger people voting now maybe maybe it might be a sign for change it could be uh, i mean trump is just so erratic in the things that he's saying that that people are just tripping out and it's just trickling down from like the grandparents to the parents, to the kids and, and like now the grandkids, like they're all just like, Oh my gosh, like what is Trump saying now? And so yeah. they've like now invested time into, into politics and, and they're getting into it. And so it's, uh, I mean, I don't know, you know, is it going to be, I, mean, I know you mentioned like war, <laughs> civil war and stuff. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I mean, but I do. It's funny though because I do. I every now and then I get these vibes, like like there's like there's war in the air. You know, like you get this like these like whiffs of smells, and it's like it smells like like war is cooking like it's brewing in the background but uh, but i can't really put my finger on it like i i don't really know where it is or where it start i mean it's probably it's easy to say oh yeah it's going to be like in the states or oh yeah of course it's going to be like the politics in the states but i don't know if that's necessarily true because I, I see it also worldwide too like the, this whole trump phenomenon is is interesting because it's happening in the states but let's not forget though that they weren't necessarily the first to start this and my my personal opinion is that it actually started in the UK with the Brexit, because that's where that's where that that push from the like you know the lower class citizens trying to like you know, trying to push back on like you know the fat rich politicians and and they're trying to break away from from the European Union so that they can increase their national security and this national vibe and feeling that was how that happened and just before uh the trump elections and so i i almost would say that they were the the ones to really kind of pave the path or at least start the path and then like be a catalyst. the u.s just yeah like they're the catalyst and then the u.s just kind of like ran with it and and maybe even trump got his inspiration from the way the UK conducted their whole Brexit elections um, because he, he he saw the opportunity there that, yeah, there's a lot of people who who think like that and who want that and who are tired of, of 
you know, the low wages or they're tired of, um, you know, the lack of immigration or they're tired of the way the politicians are just like all career politicians and nobody actually knows what the heck they're doing. They're just all like, you know, serving each other and, and paying off each other and stuff. And so that was like the opportunity that, that really happened or that was the opportunity that Trump saw and he just capitalized on that. That's my thought. I mean, that's, that's my thinking. I, I don't know if you guys have anything <laughs> you want to <laughs> argue against with me on that. But. You know, I, I think moving forward, there's going to be a lot of media coverage on this. I don't think this is going to end next week. I think it's going to continue for a couple of weeks. And I, and I feel like you're right. Like, I feel like because of Trump's persistence, things are going to like, there's going to be things that are going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, you know, Aaron, you touched on this before, um, sort of at the beginning of the podcast, but how apps like Parler, which I've never heard of until like last night when I was <laughs> reading through the newsfeed, um, gets knocked off of the Google Play Store. Yeah. And and Trump is obviously banned from social media. Um, and And this kind of opens the door to like, what the heck is free speech then? Like, the, 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 I think that's a this is a big issue with democracy. Is that like where do you draw the line on free speech? And and I don't think any real democratic society knows where to draw the line because if you, in the spirit of free speech, you by I think by all definitions would allow any and all forms of free speech. Am I, am I right in that? Like, or am I wrong in that, in that thinking? Like, it doesn't matter what, what app you use or what mode of um, speaking you, you use to get the message across. Uh, you have, you have the free, you have free speech. Here's the thing. It's only censorship and it only intrudes on free free speech and again spoke to my fiance's uncle and he brought up a good point it's only censorship when they only censor one side of the aisle so if they're only censoring trump and right wingers it's censorship if they're censoring also extreme left people that are on the extreme left like your antifa and your i guess you would say your your i don't know who else is on the left that's crazy there's probably a lot of crazy environmentalists as well but you know, if they're, if they're, if they're, if, if there's people on the left that they're doing as well, then it's not censorship. It's, 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 it's equal. It's an equal playing ground. But again, if you're just censoring one side of the aisle, that is wrong. And I don't, I, here's the thing. It's kind of, Aries, you bring up a lot of good points. It's, it's, it's kind of, you're in a tough place, especially if you're a person where, you don't agree with right or left. You just do it with what's right. And how I saw Trump use his social media, and my humble opinion, I think he incited violence. And I think that they had to do something because if Trump had, if they just left Twitter open, who knows what other attacks could happen? Because Twitter even said they're like, they're, people are already talking, the same group of people are already talking about doing tax on the 17th and 20th. So what do you do if you're the government then? Do you allow areas these people to continue? And again, the government's not doing anything. Remember, it's companies that are doing this. 
So the comp- do you believe that the company has a responsibility? Does the government have a responsibility? Like, where do we draw the line? But see, here's the thing. So you block them from platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Parler. But like, there's always other platforms where people can just go and target, right? Like the dark web is big. Like, I mean, how many people are on the dark web though? Yeah, I, I agree with Aries. It's the social media platforms is where it's at, Jasegan. Like it's, it's easily accessible. Like, you know what I mean? It's just what everybody knows. A lot of these people are not intelligent enough to use the dark web. No disrespect against anybody. But, I mean, 4chan is huge. I think 4chan is probably still the leader, but that like they're not on the dark web. I've never, I mean, I've never been on the dark web. But I, I have an idea how to, how to get it, but I think it just spooks me too much to <laughs> venture into the dark web. I've seen the dark web once, but it wasn't me. Somebody else was on it, and they've they're explaining to me how they got through on it on a browser. Yeah. I don't know, but it's yeah. I wouldn't go on it. It's you're going to be susceptible to so many things but uh, going back sorry sorry going back areas areas to the point i just want to make though like where do you draw the line if he's inciting violence is it the responsibility of the company or is it responsibility of the government i i mean i would i i i i feel like i would disagree I, i really don't you know, I guess you could argue if he's inciting violence. I mean, my initial thought is not he's not inciting violence, but I think I guess you could argue that he, or you could look at it in the perspective, yeah, he was inciting violence, but not um, not upfront. It was like a subtle a subtle way of doing it. Even though he would he would tweet out something in big capital letters, it's not like he would, you know issue a command of like, you know, everybody form up an attack, right? It wasn't like that kind of like. He told everybody, he he told, okay, so if you listen, you got to listen to his speech though. His speech, he said that you have speech though. Yeah, but his speech and both the Twitters and, and his tweets during the time of them marching on the Capitol, he was inciting violence. Because he told them, you have to be strong. We have to take our democracy back. There's no room for weakness. You're you're basically pumping up a whole bunch of people who are already angry already. You know what I mean? And you're utilizing this anger to get what you want. So you're telling me that this is not inciting violence. You're telling me that what he's saying is just proper. Like he, he has a responsibility to the American people to not do certain things and this is one of those things where you can't you can't use um in my opinion you can't use um i guess you would say um play on the emotions of the people to for political gain you know what i mean which is what which is cliche because most politicians do it but but you're you're referencing the okay so the inciting violence you're referencing is his like the like his last read speech, speech. Right? like read, read okay. his speech but I, and then the tweet they took down the tweet i'm gonna see if I, i'm looking for it right now to see if i can find it on reddit but he did say he told people to march on the capitol and then when people on top of that when people were on the capitol there was reports that trump was like telling people his advisors that why aren't they happy like they should be happy that these people are rioting so it's it, like he didn't do anything like Biden came out first and brought a speech, which is crazy. You're the president of the United States. There's a coup happening um, while you're in the White House. So 
something you can't tell me that something doesn't seem wrong that that Biden brought out a speech first before Trump. Like to me, and again, in my opinion, I believe he he thought that you know they were actually going to march and um, really probably scare the lawmakers into changing the electoral votes. That's what I I believe. Okay, so yeah, I misunderstood. I, when I was talking about tweets and inciting violence, I meant like throughout the history of his uh, his term. But I think you're you're right now. His his latest tweets and everything, I think, was just like a move of desperation. So, going back to, I'm trying to look for his tweets. I think someone might have it up on Reddit, but I'm I'm looking for it right now. Sorry if you hear background noise, guys. But I'm looking for his his tweets during the the um the riots and again his speech this is why i say i don't agree with what trump said but you cannot you can anybody that that's again into political science or that that's into language you cannot say trump is not a genius because in his speech what he did he was able to play on the emotions of the people i'm telling you it's going to be studied for generations to come like what Trump did was cra- like it was crazy, but at the same time so genius because again these people are already angry, and him telling people to be strong, he thought that they were going to scare these lawmakers into changing electoral votes. I think he thought that again it's just it's just the by the grace of God that and and again I'm sad that five people died, but it could have been a lot worse. This is what people don't understand. It could have been so much worse because there's again there were so many guns on the premises. You know, I'm I'm glad you know other than the one shot that we was reported that was fired that killed the lady, there wasn't any other shots fired. Like this could have turned out into chaos. I thought for sure there's gonna be like dozens of people killed. That's why when I saw there was only five, I was like, okay, that's that's uh, I don't know. I guess you could argue the police were doing their job. <laughs> maybe not, but maybe so. But but here's so, another thing. Sorry, go ahead, Eric. Go ahead. I interrupt you. And so I, I just wanted to to clarify clarify something that you alluded to before, Aaron, just to make sure that I understood this right. So going back to the, the censorship part, the, and and the whole freedom of speech um, and whatnot. Did you mean to say, or were you trying to say that if something is censored, it's not considered a violation of free speech like if the so, if the media is only censoring the conservative voice and not the democrat is that is that okay so, but then if they're censoring both sides then that's considered a violation of free speech no no no. so no no i said that if they're only censoring one side that's censorship but if they're censoring both sides that's not censorship censorship is when they censor one thing or one i guess you would say it censors something against a political here i have the definition here yeah, so, so if they do both so, sides, what is it called? It's not censorship because there's radicals on the both sides, right? So it's I think again it's fair that they censor both sides. But if you're censoring one side of the aisle, you're not censoring the extreme left. Again, I don't know if they do. Again, you know they could, but I don't hear about it in the news. You yeah, know, you don't hear about it. Yeah. You don't hear about it. All you hear is right wing. Again, okay. it's censorship because. You're basically saying, okay, these people can't say what they want to say. And yes, these people might be extreme. But then what about people who are extreme on the other side of the aisle? You may not. And and here's the thing, too. A lot 
we are under the oppression that a lot of these billionaires that control these tech companies are Democrats. You know, you never really hear that these tech companies are the, the, the owners or the CEOs are Republicans. So that in itself could be a little, you know, bias towards censorship towards the right. And I kind of want to pivot and go to like WhatsApp, for example, WhatsApp, right. Is forcing people to accept a new term of agreements where our private data will be transferred over into Facebook. And yes, it's around advertising, but we were under the impression that Mark Zuckerberg said he wasn't going to do this when he bought WhatsApp. And now he's doing this. So a lot of people seem like they're going to different platforms such as Signal. And um, there's another one there. Um, uh, just seeking, you said it earlier. What's the other platform there? Were you talking about Telegram or? Telegram, yeah. Telegram. And, you know, I, what I don't like about this situation, and this, again, is going to go back to censorship, and I'm going to connect it here. They're going to be able to read our messages, Facebook. And let's say they don't like something that we are saying. Are they going to be able to censor us on WhatsApp? You know, the, again, where do you, and, and it goes back to my question, Aries, to you, where do we draw the line? Is it the companies who are responsible for censorship or is it the government? And again, I understand why Twitter and Facebook suspended Trump's account. However, permanently banning him, I think is a little harsh, um, but I understand why they had to do it. I'm not saying it's wrong, but permanently banning, banning him could cause some really bad problems because again, you're not, I don't hear them doing that to people on the left. So I'm going to pass you the baton now and <laughs> talk about, yeah, no, I really want to hear what you have to say. Cause WhatsApp is another, is another beast now as well. Right. I know. I know. And uh, it's too bad because I really enjoyed WhatsApp and I, I think in some ways I'm going to be forced to use it because I am in some chat groups that I don't think I'll be able to break away from, but or I don't think I'll be able to convince them to come over to Signal. Um, yeah, I have. I, I really do have mixed feelings on this because a part of me is saying, you know what, like the fact that these social media companies are um, censoring people is is wrong. It's it's crazy. It's stupid. Uh, you know, it's an attack on freedom of speech. But then if you if you think about it like this, like these corporations are, um, and they should be individual and standalone corporations. Like they're not governing, they're not government political or political institutions in any way. And so if you, like, if you join a membership at a gym, you know, there's rules and regulations you got to follow. If you join a membership at a, a, a club of any sort, you know, they have their own rules. If you, if you get a job, at McDonald's, they have uniforms that they want you to wear and a process to, to follow in order to serve customers. And if you if you break those rules, you're gone. And so I think sometimes we kind of forget that Facebook and uh, Twitter and uh, Reddit and all these places, like all these other companies are corporations that are allowing us to use their services. And so if we choose not to use it the way that 
they would like or prefer, then, you know, they'll cut us off. And I think maybe we get a little too carried away with the self-entitlement of like, oh, you know, it's my freedom of speech. But then, sure, you have the freedom of speech, but you just can't use those particular platforms. So go find another platform. <laughs> it's funny, Arius. You're, you're absolutely right in the sense where, um, you know, we're using their platform for free. But here's the problem. When you're using their platform for free, you are the product, you yep. know, your data and becomes their business. And this is why, you know, going back to WhatsApp, Facebook wants to collect more data on us is because their main source of business is data, right? Advertising. So, you know. Yeah, and that's another whole, I mean, yeah, okay, that's another issue. Yeah, that's that's another issue as well. And then again, going back to the censorship, a lot of these, we are under the assumption, the way the media makes makes it look is that these billionaires that own these tech companies are Democrats or they support predominantly Democrats. So if they're biased in their opinions towards people that are on the right, you don't think there's going to be some sort of censorship that's going to be, you know, handed down from the top down, like, you know, um, Twitter facebook you know again i don't like what trump did but is it fair that he should be permanently banned from from twitter and and facebook or should it just be for a period of time i i think probably for a period i I don't i don't think it's right for them to to ban to ban him i think there's a lot of I, i really don't think so i mean he had, I don't know. I mean, he has his following, but then like, if you go back to like my example, like if, if Trump's not willing to follow, follow, you know, company policy that is issued by Facebook or Twitter, then I guess he's not allowed to do it. But you know, what wouldn't surprise you though. Like Trump's going to find a way around it. Like he could, he has the money. He could just create his own app, his own like version of Twitter and, and broadcast, his uh, presence over to all of his followers. You know, so actually it's interesting. Um, Like you said, there are rules to Facebook and Twitter. And here's the thing. If they didn't take any action, if they just continue to let Trump do what he wants to do, I think they would have had a lot of bad PR and publicity. And I think this is like their way of avoiding this. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you got to remember that these guys, like these, these companies generate revenue from ads and if companies see that all their users are just all crazy and fanatic they're not going to want to pay money to have their products advertised on these platforms exactly um here's another thing too uh i don't know if you guys realize but trump has a email list for a lot of his followers so even if he's off twitter and facebook Whoever brought up the point about making an app, it would be a genius idea because he already has the email addresses. He has the data. So he could he could do what he wants. You know what I mean? He could still keep in contact with his supporters. And again, I'm not trying to give the guy any ideas, but this is the problem with giving out data. Right. Yep. Um, 
Jasegan, like, what are you going to do? Because here, here's the thing with, with uh, for the audience. Jasegan is a privacy freak. And <laughs> wow, I don't say that, that in a bad way. I don't say that in a bad way. It's a good thing because a lot of times he kind of he, he kind of checks me on a lot of stuff. He's like, Aaron, I don't think you should do such and such because of such and such. Or, you know, I don't agree with giving. You, you should watch your data in regards to giving it to such and such an app. And he really looks at the terms and the agreements of the of, of whatever app it is. So just seeking, I know there are certain people that are not going to change from, yeah. you know, like Ari said, they're not going to change over to a signal or a telegram. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? What, what, from your perspective, what are you going to do? Cause I have friends that are in Europe that are probably not going to change from WhatsApp. They like WhatsApp. So I'm like, Ari said, I might be forced to use WhatsApp to keep in touch with them, but I won't, I'll try to not use it. What are you going to do being the privacy guy that you are? You know, the thing is, I'm, I'm very stubborn. And the thing, especially when it comes to privacy, I'm very stubborn. And to give the listeners a little bit of perspective of what's going on with what Facebook is doing, um, basically, they're collecting information such as your phone logs, your phone number, how long you're spending on WhatsApp, how, how many people you're interacting with, and your mobile network, your language, your time zone, transactions, payment data, cookies, information, all of this is just worrisome because it, it begs to differ. What is Facebook really trying to do with all this information? Like they want to create a profile for you. And this goes back to the point of what, what Aaron said before is you're the product to them. Like they are building this profile for you. And I, I'm like I said, I'm very stubborn and I, I have, already moved to signal and i'm waiting till february 7th i'm hoping there's some sort of backlash where people are just like hey we can't do this we're not uh this is wrong there's there's already been a lot of pr and media about like people telling facebook to sell off whatsapp and instagram because of all the issues that facebook has of course that hasn't happened and then now i don't know if you guys have noticed but with ios 14 on the app store it gives you details it it pretty much gives you a nutrition list of all the things the app collects and it's it's worrisome because some of these details don't even make sense so for example in the facebook app it collects your fitness data and and you it begs to differ like what does facebook need with your fitness data and i ask if you're fat or not (laughs) yeah that's a that's a great point um how much weight weight you've lost in the week (laughs) It's it's an intrusion of uh, privacy. Um, by the way, uh, just but, again, just start, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Let me just, so Jeff, I know there has been media, um, a bit of a media uproar over the WhatsApp thing, but, yeah. and at first I, like, I kind of got swept up in the emotion of it all, but then as I thought about it, I was like, hold up, like, a lot of these people already have Facebook accounts, so, like, Facebook already has their details their information so like i don't I, mean, I don't know if a lot of people are gonna switch over because a lot of them are just like oh facebook already has my details anyway so what the heck no you're right you're 100 percent right because the thing is even with like elon musk twist uh tweeting going use uh signal now people aren't really going to change you're going to see kind of an increase of users but people aren't going to be like no whatsapp is taboo let's not use this and I think the only way that people are going to switch from WhatsApp is if something critical happens. So, for example, there's rumors that WhatsApp is going to start launching ads 
Um, I, I don't know if you guys know on WhatsApp, there's, oh, a, yeah. there, there's, a, there's a section that says status. Uh, in that section, they're going to start promoting businesses and stuff like that, small businesses and provide advertisements on WhatsApp. So there, cool. there, there is things to come. There are rumors. There's things to come. And I think once, once that pivot twisting point happens, that's when people are going to jump. I don't think this is so much of a big issue. For me personally, I don't like WhatsApp. Or, well, sorry, I don't like Facebook. But and I don't like the fact that Mark Bo- Marky Boy owns uh, WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. But you know that's just me. But, but listen, listen, don't don't get me wrong. Google and Apple and Amazon are on the same boat. Like they are as as terrible as all of them. So on a, on a light note, did you get, did you um, read about the consequence of Elon Musk's? Uh, tweet about going over to Signal. I I did not. What, what did it say? So after so after he tweets out um, to everybody, the whole yeah. world, to use Signal, <laughs> this this company called Signal Advance that's traded on the stock market no. has has fired up eleven hundred percent over two days. <laughs> Under a misunderstanding that people thought that when he said use signal, he was referring to this publicly traded stock. Oh my god. And so this thing has just like if you had money in uh signal advance, guys, you would have made a lot of money. Dude, this over is the so course funny. of two days. This is, this is exactly what happened to Zoom. Because when Zoom was spiking up, there was another stock, apparently it was like defunct or something in China, and people started investing into that. <laughs> and you're just like oh my god do people not really like look at things like do they just like jump the gun without reading or like it, it's confusing it's, it's a testament to uh poor investor oversight i mean like truly these i mean i guess truly these investors are uh just your random your random joe trying to trade money and like they they are they clearly like are just buying into the the whole frenzy of it all like they haven't done any proper research because if they did they would know that yep uh, signal messaging is very different than signal bands but anyway, it's funny funny story and i think i think to go to aaron's point um yes if nothing happens by february 8th i will definitely be jumping off whatsapp which is unfortunate but I well, you're jumping you're, off or are you staying on I, i'm jumping off i'm i'm, I'm off um Aries, Oh wow, Aries, you're you're staying on, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm I'm gonna be stuck on it, unfortunately. Okay, just can Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you know, you know, it's interesting. So the people, the creators of WhatsApp, uh, they left the company and they started Signal. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't oh. know. That. Yeah, because the that's, whole that's why it looks so similar. <laughs> it does, and the thing is. The whole premise of WhatsApp, Telegram, Signal, all these platforms is that that end-to-end encryption, that making sure that what you're talking about stays with you. And I feel like I feel like with Facebook twisting WhatsApp, eventually there's going to come a time where that end-to-end encryption is going to end, and people are people's information is just going to be sent to Facebook, and then you're going to get ads for that. It's going to be like you're going to be talking about cookies, and then you're going to get an ad for like dough or something. Yeah, I, I I just don't like Facebook. I, I think I'm really torn because I deactivated my Facebook years ago, and so Facebook just doesn't have any info on me. I don't have an Instagram account. 
Um, you know, I would I would beg to differ because whatever you put online, <laughs> so so. Well, I'd like to think that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know who the heck I am, and uh, and neither do his cronies that work for him. Listen, listen, Marky Boy knows where you live, your IP address, what time you wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Aries, actually, you do have an Instagram, technically. You know what I'm talking about? Disseminate, man. Okay, yeah. Listeners, you can find us at Disseminate. Shameless plug, but right now. (laughs) Hey, listen, listen. We're not one of those people telling you don't do as we we do as they say. Don't do as we do. (laughs) We we still have to use their platforms for certain businesses uh, or certain things, but these are just personal preferences, just as a disclaimer. So, so do as we say, not as we do. (laughs) But yeah. Feel free to uh, feel free to like, comment, share on our Instagram and Twitter. Uh, at, our handles are at Disseminate News. Very simple. Um, we're going to be posting a lot of great content there, and season two definitely is going to come up. Um, concluding thoughts, I guess I wanted to say, guys, do you have any other points you want to jump on? No, but next time we talk about privacy, I want to get your opinion on uh, Julian Julian Assange is uh, bail and release. Listen, guys, I think I'm going to be the next Edward Snowden. You guys might not even hear about me anymore. Okay. That's not good. You're going to disappear, man. You know, he's he he's done well for himself. But he like his theories and stuff about like your phone's listening to you is very, very scary. I don't know if you've seen the Joe Rogan podcast. And it's a great episode where he talks about even with your phone, even with the screen off, it's still listening to you. And it's scary. It's some scary stuff. And I want to talk about this in like another podcast. So with that being said, to the audience, what do you guys think about all the riots that's going on? Do you think do you think there's some crazy conspiracy theories coming up? Do you think Trump should chill and take a pill and like relax like he's old? He should like be in the Bahamas chilling. And what do you guys think about this whole WhatsApp privacy issue? I, I know Facebook is... Facebook is slowly starting to take everyone's control with information to provide, to technically help you guys out with your experience. But personally, is privacy a big matter to you? We'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, looks like you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's topics. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the topics that we discussed today? Feel free to leave your answers on our Instagram and Twitter at Disseminate News, or even email us at DisseminateNews at ProtonMail.com. And if you found us interesting, please like and share the podcast as it helps us grow the Disseminate community. Remember to come back the same time next week for another round of weekly updates. Thanks again, and let's make a change in a world of chaos.